Chainsaw History Time. Welcome to the bonus episode, everybody. This is Chainsaw History in the Value of series, where my sister and I um, force you to deal with the children's history books that our parents made us read when we were little kids. I am Jamie Chambers, and this is my sister, Bambi. Hello. And if you are listening to us, this is going to be on the main Chainsaw History feed along with our regular episodes. You can go to ChainsawHistory.com if you want to learn more, see our full show notes, get our entire back catalog, or even better, sign up as a paid subscriber. And if you go at the $5 level or higher, you will get an entire catalog of extra features, including bonus articles on the website and entire additional shows like more of the value of series like you're going to hear today and a new series we've got going on called no time for love dr jones where we follow indiana jones through his adventures in history it's a thing we're doing it it is a thing so today (laughs) my sister has brought one of these books that we had when we were kids what have you got for us today mammy i have the value of kindness the story of elizabeth fry yeah, before we started recording, you're like, this is the somebody nobody's ever heard of. This is somebody's, I mean, probably, I I only know of her through these books. I vaguely remember her from this book, and I can't say I have heard her name recently. Yeah, no, it's, she's like <clears throat> someone who was very cool and very forgotten about. So we're going to learn about so- Let's Elizabeth Fry. Look, so let's look at the cover. I want to see what we got going on here. Um, we see a dude in a hospital bed, even wearing a collared shirt, um, and a nice lady um, who's wearing a like a covered head. Um, she's wearing very um, repressive, like <laughs> like Elizabethan looking clothes, and she's bringing the dude in the in the bed flowers, and there's a butterfly behind her. Yes. Is the butterfly a thing? In this? The butterfly is a fucking thing. Oh, okay. All right. So, Elizabeth Fry, let's get into it. Okay. And this one was written by a Spencer Johnson, MD. Uh, that The founder of the series. So this one's a little bit more straightforward than the other ones I've read. It wasn't he's quite. He's not as good a writer as the people he hired. Well, the last person who did these books at least for the ones that I've read for the women it's been she was horrible it was really really this one's pretty straightforward so I can't really pick on the writing of it too much it's more just so what did it say about her on that title page before the title page like it's like, like it says something about her at the very top yes so it says that this tale is about a person who was very kind, Elizabeth Fry. The story that follows is based on events of her life. M- more historical facts of Elizabeth Fry can be found on page 61, the last page. Nice. So we start out again with the words once upon a time. The, because we know all biography should start with once upon a time. I think I'm convinced that Mr. MD there was convinced that all children's books have to start with Once Upon a Time. Yeah, so we're going to get into it. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Elizabeth who lived in a great house in England. She slept in a soft bed and wore pretty clothes. 
She ate fine food, and on sunny days, she played in a garden with her brothers and sisters. She should have been happy, but she wasn't. What that, what's that little bitch's problem? Sounds like she had it pretty good. Yeah, it's literally, it's like, okay, and you see her playing with some children, but she looks unhappy. Dear world, everything's great, but I am an ungrateful brat, and I am not happy, but of course, I'm sure yeah, that she has a says, noble reason for being unhappy. I like being kind to people, she said, because it makes people happy. I wish I could go out and be kind to those people whom no one else thinks about. So she's unhappy because she can't Want, be kind enough yeah, to the right people who need it the most. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's like I can't be kind to the rich people that yeah, fuck you. I fucking live with. And again, they kind of, it's like she lived in a soft bed. No, her parents owned a bank and were insanely rich. Yeah. Like they had stupid money. So And, and so she's, she's a poor little rich girl who's like, no, I must go off and among the the squalor of the people yes. to make a difference. Yes. Got she it. wanted to be kind to people. Not even like they they always say kind, not even like she wanted to help people or change well, the circumstances. It's like we have to throw in the kindness. She yeah. was kind. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of kindness. Yep. I so here's kindness where we to have, niceness. Here's where we have some some bullshit. Cool. There were days when Elizabeth was sad. On one of those days that a butterfly came flitting in into the garden, she pretended that the butterfly was talking to her. Ooh, was it like the butterfly from The Last Unicorn just like singing random shit? Uh, no, but here you can see the butterfly because it's weird. That is the result of doing drugs. Yes. That thing, I mean, that bug-eyed is definitely the word to use for this butterfly. Mm -hmm. It's got big terrifying red eyes with antennae curled up over them. And he's got these Mickey Mouse gloved hands sticking out to grip well, this poor girl. Well, it's it's a she, she, and that's why she has the oh the lipstick. The lipstick uh, Minnie Mouse gloves. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and I assume that's just we're getting a close up, and that she's actually not the size of a, of a medium sized dog. Well, I mean, the butterfly sticks with her. So, but since it's an imaginary butterfly, it's an imaginary it's fine. butterfly. So she gets an imaginary butterfly. She gets an emotional friend. support butterfly for being for being rich. Mm -hmm. That'll help her cope with her the trauma of her life of luxury. And the butterfly asked her why she's sad, and she's like, "I'm sad because I have all this shit, and other people don't, and I want to be kind to people, and because of that, I'm unhappy." He's like, and well, the butterfly is like, "I'm a manifestation of your mental illness, so." What the hell do you want me to do about it? So, <clears throat> I can see how that might trouble you, the butterfly said. I just flew over Newgate Prison, and it troubled me to see the way the women the women prisoners have to live. So, now her imaginary friend is giving her some, like some knowledge about shit she has no idea about, which is nonsense. She actually learned about this prison I assume she through read a family about it or friend heard because about it. <laughs> yeah because okay so her parents are ungodly rich but they're also Quakers which is kind of an important yeah part of her life that they never once they, they, mentioned they, they in this wanna, book because they try to keep the specific religious stuff but yeah Quakers mm -hmm. yeah they had very they had specific thoughts about how you're supposed to do things yeah and her parents were not in a strict sect 
of Quakers. They were more relaxed. Like she mainstream did wear pretty. They were more mainstream Quakers. Gotcha. They were rich. They enjoyed their wealth. They wore the fucking nice clothes and yeah, all that shit. So the butterfly tells her about how dreadful this prison is. And she was like, I want to go help them. Oh, cool. Yep. And so she ran into the house and she said, I'll change my clothes. I don't want to remind them that they don't have pretty clothes. I'll get rid of this Paris Hilton shit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to dress like a slob. So she put on a simple gray dress and covered her head in a plain white hat. I'll go with you, offered the butterfly, but not if I have to change my clothes. Elizabeth laughed. Everyone knew that butterflies couldn't change their clothes. Mm. Yeah. That, yes, it's it, we're, we're laughing because it's hilarious. Um, Real quick, I guess I'm fuzzy on it. What year are we in or what time period are we in? Because I'm... Okay, well, they do not say at all. In almost any of these books, it's like the time period's ambiguous. You have to flip to the back to see their biography. Yeah, so Elizabeth Fry was born in in 1780. Oh, okay. So I wasn't far off when I said Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. and I was... Yes. But we're we're closer to Victoria than Elizabeth. for sure. So she wanted to go and visit the women in this prison. Her dad was like, hold on there. That sounds like a fucking dangerous and terrible thing for you to do as a young woman. You do know that you're rich, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's dangerous. You could get hurt. Fuck that nonsense. So he decides that she should go visit people in the hospital. Because that is a lot safer. You were a lot less likely to be violently assaulted uh, visiting people in the hospital. Which is funny because that's what they put on the cover. That's the cover image is just... Which is like not part of this story at all. Like that's just where it started. Where her parents were like, no, you can't go visit a prison. That's fucking insane. So they just insane. picked a random illustration from the middle of the book and just yes. slapped it on the cover. Got because it. like this this dude looks way happier He's like, than I only, the women in prison. I only paid for so many of these drawings mm-hmm. and we got to use one of them twice. Yup, yup. So... Elizabeth goes and she visits people in the hospital and she was happy. I'm being busy. kind. And she, they said time passed quickly. She did get older. She got married. And so she had a new last name. It was Fry because she, that Fry is her um, married name. Her married name. Gurney. Is her maiden name. Okay, I call that a step up in the last name department. <laughs> uh, not really, because she went from having an uber rich family. And now, granted, she w- wanted to be a more traditional Quaker. Like, she wanted to do the step down, more eliminating of the worldly god things and focus more on the godly things. Sure. That's who she was as a person. And... She had a husband who also went along with that. They like joined a more strict set of Quakers than what she was raised in. And they said she got married and had a new last name. And then they they kind of gloss over the fact that, you know, it's like through the course of her life. Elizabeth had 11 fucking children. 11. So Mr. Fry just could not stay off her. Could not stay off this woman. She was constantly pregnant. 
and still and still doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, constantly popping out kids for this dude. For this dude, and trust me when I say it's like this woman did nothing but fucking work. But um, but yeah, she had eleven children, and all of them but one lived to adulthood. Hey, and which and you're talking, you know. 18th, 19th century, that's not bad. No, it's that's, not bad that's, at that's all. That's actually a really great odds. Of course, like I said, her family had money, which always improves your survival oh, odds yeah. so much. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what a little money can do. So, but yeah, it was just kind of an interesting fact of, you know, Biddy had a lot of kids. So we're glossing over all of the... Yeah, we're glossing over some and of her time. marriage and kids and the whole deal. Oh, although interesting fact, her family... Uh, last child was born on the same day as her first grandchild. So this bitch had fucking kids spread out. You know. So apparently when she wasn't working, she was fucking and having babies. Considering the age difference in my own children, I don't have much to say. (laughs) Yeah, you spread yours out too. It's a terrible idea. I have one kid turning 30 this year and another turning eight. Yeah. So there you go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how old's your granddaughter? Oh, she's three. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't you didn't think that through, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm old. You're old and make terrible decisions. But Elizabeth Fry is even older and deader. Uh, yeah, older and deader, and apparently had even more children than you did. Yeah. So the butterfly, she decides that she is finally gonna fucking she's an adult woman and she's gonna visit this fucking prison. This butterfly will not leave me alone about it. And it's the butterfly was like. Eh, oh, I know this is not the butterfly's jam. The the butterfly. Okay, I'm gonna read you this passage. <clears throat> Be careful, warned the butterfly. Some of these women were bad people even before they went to prison, but it is so terrible inside the prison that now most of them have become even meaner. The women are cruel to one another. They might even be cruel to you. So apparently this this butterfly is fucking has some She's wisdom like, the butterflies and like, knowledge like, and apparently it's like, like look, I have been watching Orange is the New Black and Wentworth and these ladies' prisons are not to be fucked around with. Mm-hmm. And so she went in the prison and at first she wasn't afraid, but then she actually got in there. And she says, quote, It's frightful, she cried. It's so filthy, and the air is so bad, I can hardly breathe. What a terrible way for anyone to live. And then we see an illustration of cave people yes. <laughs> living in just filth and squalor with their hair grown over their eyes and just covered in sores and it's like shit. Yeah. That's terrible. It is terrible, and apparently these prisons... And those are supposed to be ladies. These are supposed to be ladies. And again, they don't really get, again, you only see four women in this this room. But in actuality, there was, there was like 500 just, women yeah, in a room giant. with their children. And a lot of these, and because they had death sentences for even like petty theft. So the conditions of these places were really bad. This is when there was still slavery so, but yeah, she was an abolitionist. She did not believe in slavery. Um, and she believed in like basic human rights. Just, she was a humanitarian. Which is and good a because if memory serves, slavery was abolished in England in the early 1800s. Yes. Like 1810 or something. 
Yeah, but there were still colonies yeah. that still had it. And they were still shipping people off to like fucking Australia and like giving them literally it was like with nothing. They just dropped them off on a shore and was like, adios, have fun. Mm. Hope you don't die. Which Australia liked mm. to kill people. It's it's a pretty harsh environment in a lot of situations. So, but they don't talk about that mm. at all. We're only going to focus on this tiny, itsy-bitsy portion of her life. So, these guys are living in squalor. And again, they don't describe it, but the horrificness inside these prisons. It was literally like no beds, no bathrooms. They... Shitting had, in they, buckets. They were and... shitting in buckets and had straw. Yeah. I mean, and these were like packed. You can only imagine with, with malnourished and the treatment they got from the people running the place. Yeah. And again, and it's like they don't describe it here, but the women had to make their own food and they weren't given a lot of supplies. It was really, really kind of horrific. You're just unimaginable like, situation. Just locked in a crowded room. Yeah. With nothing. And these are women and children who probably didn't do much more than just have debt. So. Because yeah. debtor's prison was a thing. Because it was a thing. But it, this was, I guess, more of a, I want to say more of a high security. I, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't, <laughs> I am a fraud because I did not look up fucking Newgate prison specifically. But. They did describe it on her Wikipedia page that it was really fucking bad. So these bitches are fighting and Elizabeth cries for them to stop. Quote, the women did stop fighting. They stopped and they stared at Elizabeth Fry. Here's a fine lady come to make fun of us, said one. Let's tear her pretty clothes, said another. We can black her pretty eyes, said a third. But I don't come to make fun of you, said Elizabeth quickly. I want to help you. Well, that's awfully kind. It is awfully kind. And at first they didn't believe her and they were going to beat her ass and they wanted to tear her clothes. But then they were like, well, she doesn't even really have nice clothes on. She's just she's, cleaner than us. She slummed it up to come. Yeah. I mean, she's like dressed like a Quaker bitch. So they don't know what to do with her. And they kind of start closing in on her to the point where the prison guards are like, yeah, we're, they're going to kill her. We better get her out of there. And Elizabeth was like, no, 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 I'll just stand still and they won't hurt me. And so she stood real still. The fucking guards are there to shoot them. So everyone's kind of frozen. And she said, quote, if I could only make them believe that I'm here to be kind to them, said Elizabeth. And so she stood there and then she picked up a sick child. Used as a human shield. Mm-hmm. And so she picked it. up the child in her arms and literally was like, you can't attack me while I'm holding one of your babies. But instead she said, quote, friends, she said to the prisoners, many of you are mothers. I too am a mother. I am distressed for your children. Is there not something we can do for these innocent little ones? Do you want to make them grow up to become real prisoners themselves? Are they going to learn to be thieves and worse? Yeah, you guys don't want your, your kids to be thieves and hookers. And they were like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to be, do about it? They'll become the criminal element. Mm-hmm. So, quote, suddenly the women stopped shouting and threatening. They began to cry soft, happy tears. She is kind, they said. She did come to help us. 
So the women gave her a chair and she started talking to them and then they started bringing her children and basically what happened. After deciding not to shank her. Mm -hmm, that she wanted to open up a school for these young, innocent kids that are just imprisoned with their mom. Prison children. Prison children. Yeah, and again, they do not get into this, but one of the first things that she does is get prison separation because men and women in prison weren't necessarily separated and women were getting assaulted all over Imagine the place. Imagine that. Yeah, so she was like, uh... And she also made it where, like, the guards themselves a lot of times had to be women. That they couldn't just be around nothing but men unattended with unattended men, with who men could, and they would would molest and they have no recourse or anything they can do shit exactly so that was one of the first reforms that Gosh, they do I'm, not imagine, talk about imagine jail guards sexually assaulting inmates i've inmates, never i've yeah. never heard of that before in our local fucking sheriff's office yeah well it was even worse because they had inmates <laughs> in there with female inmates yeah. Just why not just throw everybody together? What's the worst that could happen? Because apparently, I mean, and again, they didn't have, they didn't really see these people as. No, they were. As human beings anymore. I mean, we don't do great at that now in America, much less back yeah. then in the uh, early 19th century. In jolly old England. But, um, so uh, Elizabeth starts a school in the prison for these kids. And so, quote, Elizabeth started a school for the children of women prisoners at Newgate. She taught them reading, spelling, and sewing. Most of the mothers couldn't read or spell. They would peep through the door of the schoolroom and think, I wish we could go to school too. So, you see her. So she's, she's got her little prison classroom for these little vagabond prison children. Mm-hmm. But you can see it's not as dirty. Clean it's, things up, and she's yep. got a picture of a cat, C-A-T. Mm-hmm. So she's teaching these kids. And so the women come to her, and they're like, hey, yo, can you teach us how to do we shit, too? We also would like to read and, and shit. And she was like, I don't know if I can do that, but I can try. It's like, I can ask, but I can't promise anything. Because, you know, she had to ask to even set up the school for the kids. And they were like, well, we don't think that that's valuable and she was like well i think you're wrong they're so like, they're like gaston from beauty and the beast mm -hmm. we don't want women reading they might get started getting ideas and thinking well apparently that was not how this went so quote elizabeth fry invited the prison authorities to her home and again her home's pretty big it's pretty nice she's a pretty um influential well-to-do lady so it's not like With an army just anyone was asking. Small army of children to yes. at her command. So, quote, if we could make the prison a nicer place, she said, and if we could teach the women something useful, they might live better lives once they are out of prison. It won't work, said the authorities. However, we will let you try just to show you that you are wrong. To be kind to these prisoners. Ha, ha, ha. Men know everything. So they gave her permission. So she started opening up a school for the women. And she says, quote, When you can read and write, she told them, you will be more likely to succeed and not return to prison. 
And then we also have, quote, I wish that I could read and write, thought the butterfly, but it couldn't. Butterflies simply do not read and write. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really, really bad. And I even glossed over the story of how the butterfly explained to her that its chrysalis was like a prison. <laughs> Which was a little bit horrifying for me as someone who like did not want to think about <laughs> Like the yes. butterfly prison of its own mind. Let me tell you about the time I turned my body inside out and I painfully morphed into something else. Yeah. Well, that's relevant to the story of Elizabeth Fry. Yeah, it was kind of horrific. So the butterfly upsets me. I'm trying not to think about it too much while also having to. Yeah, shut the fuck up, butterfly. You're right. You can't read. Can't read, you stupid fucking butterfly. Yeah. And so she did not teach the butterfly how to knit, but she did teach the women. So she taught them sewing and knitting and reading and writing. And so did she teach them how to save a butterfly by sticking a pin through its head and sticking I don't it know, but on a corkboard? I do find it very funny that she's holding up a pair of scissors next to right the next butterfly. to the butterfly. I'll it's fucking like, clip your wings, you bitch. It's like, how do you like crawling again? How would you like to go back to being a caterpillar? And so she started teaching the women how to make quilts. And they said they were taught sewing. So they have they a quilting bee. And they have a little quilting. And look, all the women, look, they're not raggedy. Yeah, they look like actual human beings that brush mm -hmm. their hair. and. Yeah, they, okay. they look like women again. They're not little Captain Caveman people. Mm -hmm. Quote, I'll take your quilts and sell them for you, said Elizabeth. Then I'll give you the money and you can buy little things for yourself. You are a very kind person, Elizabeth Fry, the prisoner said. Thank you. So Elizabeth sold their quilts and they got a little bit of money and they bought little things at the prison store so they could have personal items. And, you know, food and shit, which they weren't really getting much of before. So their, con their conditions improved dramatically. Awesome. Uh-huh. Quote, then one day the authorities came around to see how things were going in the prison. What's happened, they cried. Look over there, how clean everything is. And look at those women. They're bright and happy and pretty. They're not suffering nearly enough. We must put a stop to this instantly. The women had cleaned the prison up, you see, and they had cleaned themselves up. The prison looked like a busy little shop or a friendly home. The women were not fighting. In fact, they were helping each other. Ding, and now they're like... So you see these baffled, stupid men. What? How could we have possibly have been wrong about anything ever? We are men with penises. My mustache says there's something up. But yeah, they had to concede that her prison reform was useful and helpful and was working. So, quote... The prison officials were so impressed that they told the people of the village about the change in the prison. Look at it, they said. See how nice it is now. It's much better place since good, kind Elizabeth Fry came here to help the prisoners. Fuck yeah. And so now the prison's all shiny. And now it's a castle. Now it's a castle instead of a prison, which it was always a castle. Huzzah. Well, it is England. They have it's they have, it's they, England. They have castles laying around. Yeah, so they turn a lot of them into prisons, so that, that probably tracks. <laughs> no, a single mention of all the, the lesbian hookups that happen in the women's prison. 
whatever, you know, after being abused by all those men. Again, this is not Orange is the New Black. <laughs> so the men called a meeting. Quote, we have men prisoners at Newgate, too, said one of the officials. What if we stop Perhaps treating them? Perhaps we could help them the way you have helped the women. And she says, you should do that. You should totally do that. I don't need to do that, but you should do that. I'm because not going into the men's prison. <laughs> she does not go into the men's prison, although she did write... Um, she helped draft laws. So she advocated for them. She, she just like, advocated for all of them. However, I don't think she personally went into the men's. Well, but she good, was like, because that should, wouldn't have ended well. That Yeah, I was like, you should do that. You guys. She almost got beaten to death in the lady prison. Yeah. Imagine what would have happened to her in the dude prison. In the dude prison. And again. Not that they ever would have probably let her in in the first place. Well, I think there was, it was just a free for all. She right. was the one who separated them and then was yeah. like, yeah, you deal with those guys. The rapists and the murderers. I'll go over here with these poor fucking like, battered women. We should try this innovative treat people like, like people. human beings. Mhm. Mm so they did. They opened schools and the prisoners knew someone cared about them and they learned useful shit. To become reformed people and not just, yep, you know, and so the prison in worse situations than they were in before. So the prison industrial complex was fixed completely, and we've never had any problems ever since. Hooray! No, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, so I could have sworn I saw John Stewart talking about this on TV last week. Yeah, well, and again, I I don't know what the prison situation in England is. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go with it's probably not great. However, but you know, we I don't know a whole lot about it. We inherited our legal system from England and like yeah. back in the day our prisons sucked just as bad. Mhm. Mm so, quote, soon Elizabeth Fry was getting letters from all over Great Britain. She got so many letters that her daughters had to help her with her mail. Luckily, she had lots of those. She had tons <laughs> of those. Mm-hmm. Like six of them. See? She knew all that sex with her husband was going to come in handy one day. Yep. So now she has child labor, and they help her. And she... I know, and one, one day, here's a special one, mother, cried one of the girls. It has a red seal on it. Whom do you think it could be from? Gasp. Elizabeth Fry was very happy when she opened the letter. It was an invitation to come speak at the House of Commons. Oh shit, she's going to Parliament. Yup, and she was the first, it was the first time a woman other than the Queen had been asked to speak for the government, yep. to speak to the government. Wow. And so the butterfly says, can I come with you? And she was like, of course you can, imaginary butterfly. How could yes. I possibly do anything without you? <laughs> she's fucking criminally insane. Who's going to give me nightmare fuel with your stories of metamorphosizing? Yep. Although here you can you can see the picture. All right. So yeah, you see her dressed up in her school marm outfit, giving a talk to all the powdered wig dudes in the House of Commons. Yep. But she is like wearing like pink. I hope which, she had to witness a screaming match and a fist fight, which still would have been completely off color because she was like she was a toned down Quaker. She dressed up like the Quaker Oats dude. Mm -hmm. Quote. 
The answer is very simple, she told the distinguished men. Prison should be a place of reform, places where people who have been bad can learn how to be good. You will never teach a person to be good by being bad to them, by beating or starving or humiliating them. She went on, the answer is to be kind, to help people, to care about making them happier. When people are happy, they will be good. She's right, you know, said the members of the House of Commons. I'm so proud of you, Elizabeth, whispered the butterfly. Because apparently she didn't have a real life husband or family or people, which is completely fucking. Her, her children are busy working in her uh, letter writing mill. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she actually was like a ridiculously busy person. I mean, sounds like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like Im impressed enough people to get invited to talk to Parliament at this stage. Yes. Uh, and in literally, she's like, "Yeah, how about you know we can reduce crime by improving the quality of people's lives?" It's this weird, <laughs> weird, yeah, this foreign concept that nobody's concept. ever occurred. Mm -hmm. So. Quote, after that, Elizabeth was invited to go to the continent of Europe and talk to the kings and queens and heads of state. They all wanted to know how to make their prisons better. She rode in a carriage to see them. Why they added that. Why they needed this. That tiny little that paragraph. That tiny paragraph. With a just giant to, uh, illustration just to, to of a carriage speeding off with a team of horses. Yeah, like literally, like this entire fucking thing was so unnecessary. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the writing is bad. Not quite as bad as the last one, but it's, it's pretty bad. I don't know. The Christopher Columbus one... <laughs> Maybe have maybe takes the cake for me so far. Yeah, well, that's the one where we got to find out about the private thoughts of an imaginary character <laughs> that he didn't even share with anyone. It was, you know, the whole the whole thing about Christopher Columbus was nothing but fucking propaganda and bullshit. Yeah. This one is actually like, let's talk about this woman that you probably have never, never heard of, and then just give this little. Mm -hmm. little highlight reel with little but highlight make her seem like reel. a crazy and again, person talking to a butterfly I mean they spent more time on her about like just her being a child than they did on any of her good works so they show her talking to kings and queens who are all just hanging out together yeah they just happen to be hanging out together which is not how any we of just this happened take happen. our thrones and just like set it all up yeah. And you got like, and we got all kinds of like Burger King Kings Club. Yeah. And I mean, mm hmm. And they kind of, yeah, they don't even explain who the kings or king queens are at this point. They just, just show a dude random in a turban fucking... and dude in a crown and some mm -hmm. sort of Eastern, like a Russian looking dude. Yep. And... Yep. It's like they have the Queen of England, the Tsar of Russia. Um, I don't even know who the fuck that's supposed to be. And then the king of Persia. Oh, yes. And I only know that because I looked at her actual, like... Her who did, who'd she talk to? <laughs> yup. Okay. So she talked to them, and so she started prison reform in not only her own country, but several countries. Everywhere. But I don't see the king of America there. The king of America <laughs> was not there. She did not talk to America. America didn't give a fuck about prison reform. Still don't. As I say, uh, that 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 makes tracks. Elizabeth mm -hmm. Fry maybe could have jumped across the pond and. Yeah, but she didn't. Oh well. I mean, it's, it's hard to. It's, it's hard not her to, fault. <laughs> it's hard to get on a boat for months 
when you're giving birth to 11 children. I am busy constantly popping Being children. pregnant, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was a grandmother of the time she stopped Seasickness and pregnancy, probably not a great combination. Yeah, so she did not hop across the pond. However, she did start prison reform. So we're going to end the book by saying, quote, Perhaps like Elizabeth Fry, you might think about how good you feel when you are kind. Of course, you may decide to bring kindness in your own life in very different way indeed. But whatever you decide to do, let's hope it is something that will make you a happier person. Just like our kind friend, Elizabeth Fry. So, uh, everybody go out and reform your local prisons and jails. I mean, no, it's, I mean, she sounds like a pretty admirable person. I don't know anything about her other than, like I said, I remember, yeah, no. I remember this one vaguely from when we were kids, but I don't, I don't know that her name's popped up in, in my, the rest of my life. Yup. And so here we go. I'm going to read directly from her Wikipedia page now. Sure. She supported efforts by Qu Queen Victoria the emperors Alexander I, Nicholas I of Russia, and was a correspondence of both wives to the emperor's mother. In commemoration of her efforts, she was depicted by the Bank of England on five-pound notes in circulation between 2002 and 2016. Damn, so she was literally their five-dollar bill. Fucking, she was their fucking money for a minute. She was that influential. The five, that's the five pound note. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the Abe Lincoln spot in America. Yep. So for, good for you, Elizabeth Fry. And yep. Although funny enough, they uh, she was taken off of the note in 2016 to be replaced with Winston Churchill. Oh yes, uh, maybe a good old Winston, which now makes me a little sad. But you know. And since she was a Quaker, yeah. I, she, But yeah, so <laughs> she was a Quaker. She was fucking... So they like, got somebody 100% drunker than Elizabeth Fry mm -hmm. to be the new five pound. 150%. Winston Churchill was one of the books, Value Tales books, that's sitting that... That it, I have. Oh, do you, you have, have, I, you I have, have Winston I Churchill? I have a Winston <gasps> Churchill in this series. Ooh. Which See? I bet does not talk about his, his raging alcoholism even a little bit. Probably not. And again, I have um, I have Eleanor Roosevelt in mind, but yeah, that's your like. I that's, I, I sometimes make it pinnacle. my happy place. <laughs> so I'll do it eventually, but I want to do it in correspondence with. We won't add this in. But, but yeah, but this uh, this book definitely is a sad and timely reminder that our prison system a hundred percent sucks. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I watched the most recent episode of The Problem with Jon Stewart on Apple TV Plus, where he literally did a whole episode on the prison industrial complex and, and the desperate fucking... need for change that we need things. Yeah. Well, apparently she did not hop across the pond because they actually now, because of her, have prison reform and not only her own country, but several others. Well, nicely done, Elizabeth Fry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she started with Newgate Prison and kind of moved on from there. And like, again, her family was stupid rich. At one point, her husband like became bankrupt and it still didn't matter because they were still stupidly it's fucking like, uh, rich. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so she's came from a family of Quaker bankers and then married into a, a different family of Quaker bakers, bankers. 
There you go. So they were all about nothing but money and oats. Money, but she still <laughs> focused on going into prison and helping. Yeah, her she and nice. uh, she actually like had a more. But we've but we've had these toned down life. But we've had those similar stories of these people who who are privileged who do decide to to help people even at the lowest, like people in prison, especially back in mm -hmm. these days. Holy shit. That's yeah, some of I mean, the, the worst conditions you can have. The first thing she did was just take one look at it, go back to her house and like fucking round up clothes and shit just to bring before she did anything yeah, else. Yeah, it's like she tried. She brought these people fucking provisions. Dirty women in rags. Yes. And, yeah. And they were like, and she was like, oh, hell no. You need to get these men out of here. Yeah. So, that, that, that can't be good. That can't be good. So she was really for. We need to limit all the sexual assault to only the prison guards. Yup. And again, she even tried to limit that by having like women supervisors. Right. Now they're. they're there are always ways to mitigate these situations. It's funny how mm -hmm. they don't seem to stick in some institutions. So, yeah, it goes on and it talks about how she influenced different acts of parliament um, and how the first one, like, didn't really do shit and she was really mad about it. Yeah, the frustration of trying to change yeah, things from so the inside. Yeah, and so she had to, like, do it again by passing another prison act. Don't make me pass another prison act. Mm-hmm. Uh, she changed uh, conditions on penile transport. Like, it was a big thing. And again, she had, a, said, like, an army of women who helped her at this point. You like said penile. Quaker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm immature. You're, you're a child, Jamie. <laughs> but, yeah, so she worked on reform for these prisoners who were just being transported and fucking dumped. She was like, no, you actually have to, like, fucking switch this up. Uh, yeah, they were, the prisoners were taken away in open carts. So they were humiliated and thrown. Yeah, they were, they got the. Uh, yeah, they. The pelting with rotten food treatment and that, all that kind of thing. All of that shit. So she actually was the one who was like, no, you need to put walls up. These people don't need to be humiliated for a final time. Right. So she actually was the one who put a stop to that shit, at least for women. Because a lot of the, the shit that she could implement, a lot of it was just for women, although some of the widening prison reform right. was for but, the men but as then, well. But then later on, they're like, oh, well, some of this mm -hmm. stuff that works well, could e just as easily work over on the other side of the wall. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, yeah. So she... Worked on widening prison reform. Um, she set up welfare and homeless um, establishments and shelters. Uh, Elizabeth, quote, Elizabeth also helped the homeless establishing nightly shelters in London after seeing a body of a young boy in winter mm. in 1819 through 1820. So she's like, yeah, kids maybe shouldn't freeze to death in the street. Yeah, you know, it's like just because you're poor doesn't mean you should freeze to death and die. Well, that's not the that's not the mm -hmm. the way of, of Victorian England. Nope. In 1840, she opened up a training school for nurses, and her program inspired Florence Nightingale. There you go. 
Another one of the women on my my list. I'm sure we will get to her. We will get to Florence Nightingale eventually. I love Florence Nightingale. So I guess, I guess mm-hmm. yeah, Elizabeth Fry gets the official Chainsaw History thumbs up as yeah. a not shitty person. As a not shitty Somebody person. Somebody who actually tried to make the world a better place, knowing that she started as a as a poor little rich girl makes it even better that she could have just lived a, a life of luxury and, and privilege, and, privilege and, and never thought about anybody else. And she didn't. She instead directed her energies to those people who need it and... And yeah, and pretty much she didn't take a life of poverty by any means, but she. Yeah, but she was generous and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind to other people. So there you go. And yeah, she was, and she was again, she, how did they describe, because they actually described that in this book, I think. They added a lot of weird shit in her biography. Just well, those, I I figured out those last page biographies are often just as Mm -hmm. full of shit as the the children's book stuff. Yeah. Like the Columbus one was utter nonsense. They they sum up some stuff and like they added some stuff about her husband didn't always approve of her activities, but he promised not to not to interfere. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, you gotta. <laughs> you, you made that up. You gotta I bring don't the husband think, to this. I, I again, I did not read that on her Wikipedia page, so I don't. But, but you again, don't know where that even, came from. I don't know where that came from or even why they would fucking add it for any reason. It doesn't even make sense. But what they called her was a plain Quaker. But she didn't. She mm-hmm. wore the actual traditional Quaker garb. Yeah. Like her parents were like rich Quakers. And she was like, no, I want to be a I'm plain. A, I'm a fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. Got it. She dressed in plain clothes and gave up all of her personal adornments. All right, well, listeners, give up all of your fancy clothes and personal adornments and, you know, go help out somewhere to someone. Well, or you could just take it as, hey, let's just be kinder to one another and make the world a better place. And fight for prison reform. And fight for prison reform, because that shit's important. We definitely need it. Um, You know, to the side, if you want to hear the John Stewart thing, uh, go on YouTube and look for that clip. He Really good interviews uh, and, and talks about it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, once again, if you are listening to us now, you can go to chainsawhistory.com to hear even more. All of our regular episodes, all of our full back catalog, bonus episodes and articles are available for our subscribers. And we hope you'll check us out. Um, if you are into Dungeons and Dragons, you can go to the website backstab.fun to find some of the latest stuff I did. For example, I got into Irish folklore and made a more accurate version of the banshee than is presented in the monster manual which was fun and i did a video uh that has sean connery singing a love song <laughs> you can find it on my website backstab.com so i think that's pretty much it for us okay yeah a special thanks to our sound engineer kevin here at raven sound studio thanks kevin and You're the um, reason we don't sound like we did in season one and we'll see you on the flip side of this bye Bye.